Is It Transphobic? We'll be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, Ashley, Lauren, Rogers here again. Uh, I won't take up too much of your time. Here is part two of The Danish Girl. Uh, once again, the song that you're listening to right now is by Taversia, T-A-V-E-R-S-I-A. Uh, you can find them on uh, SoundCloud. You can find them on YouTube. The song is Are, Are Thongs Comfortable? And if you're going to be in New York City on January 26th, check out Ian Stewart in uh, the... And if you're going to be Hello. in the city Hello. for January 26th, check out Ian Stewart in In Theory, which is going to be part of the Sanctuary Festival. And if you want more information about that, it'll be at the Here Arts Center, 145 Avenue of the Americas in New York, New York. Uh, and we will have the ticket code so that you can buy tickets for that uh, in the description. This weekend, I'm going to be protesting the Trump inauguration uh, the day after on Saturday. Uh, so I'm going to be marching with Theater of the Oppressed NYC, a group that I work with, a group that I help uh, joker a troop with the Alifornia Center with. Also on February 6th, as part of Tune In and Turn Out at the Judson, uh, the Alifornia Center troupe, in association with Theater of the Oppressed NYC, is presenting Trap, a new forum theater play, and that'll be February 6th at 7 p.m. at the Judson Memorial Church Assembly Hall. You can RSVP at www.tonyc.nyc backslash events. So here is the Danish girl. Immediately following the tuck, Eddie Redmayne oh. takes a dress and basically rubs it against his body. And I have to assume... I cannot this. remember this part. I cannot yeah. for the life of me. I have to assume that because he does this at least three times in the movie, he thinks that's how you put a dress on. Well, Is that it just sort of like forms around you after a little while. I mean, okay. Like, uh, yeah. Can we actually have a very small, uh, quick uh, sidebar discussion? Because there's one fight between Lily and uh, Gerda where... Um, I don't remember who them like which of them came home first, but Lily was um, presenting as female, mm. and they started this fight. She's like, "I can't deal with you. I can't deal." Uh, whatever they're fighting, and halfway through the fight, she leaves and seamlessly picks up the fight after coming back dressed in full like male regalia, but like. These are clothes from like what? the early 1900s. I remember how seeing that scene and being like, "How the fuck did you do that? Do, do they have changers in the other room? Do they have like stagehands in the back that are just like, here, move, okay, go? They're they're artists. Are we talking about? We're not talking about the. Can you like please bring my husband? I need to talk to my husband. Scene, no, 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 no. I thought it was that's, that's like scene. much more. Oh no, it was a different yeah, scene yeah, that we'll was similar to that. No, but it was a different. It was what? um. Oh, it was. Was it right after? Oh. Um, was it right after she kissed the guy at the party the first time? Well, because that one, because I remember that one. Oh! He... <laughs> oh, I do remember this. It was after that. Okay, so okay. Uh, just to fill you in oh, on no, where no, we're no, all yes, at now. Uh, I'm um, the only one that's lost. I yeah, have no, to be no, filled so it's, in, it's too, after, okay, It's honestly. after the party, and she... Okay, oh, I just had it, and now it's lost. No, no, she comes... So, oh, okay, okay. So she comes in, she's... um. 
she sees um, she sees Gerda, I think, cleaning out the brushes, and then she's like, they're talking, and then she like walks. I'm just going to describe what you said. I, I can't remember the actual <laughs> I, lines, I, but I, I know what you're I talking think I about. I remember what it was. I think Please, you it say was it. Um, <laughs> when she confessed that she was seeing the guy uh, every now and then. Like she's like, um, I've been seeing the sky, and then she's like. How often? What have you done? How far? Oh. No, never, never, never. She leaves, comes back like full male regalia, and continues the conversation oh, seamlessly. Oh, that's a different scene. That and is also it is correct. A different scene. And it's but, like, yes, it's after it's after a, she has it's after she and Han, it's after she and Hans she visits Hans at the orange houses and then leaves the orange houses. Those houses were so pretty. <laughs> God, they were so gorgeous. pretty. Yeah. And I'm like. Isn't I feel like Hans is supposed to be poor. I feel like that you're like yeah. reading me. I think you feel like you're giving me that he's supposed to be poor, but maybe not because he was at the ball. So it's like, but I don't know. Those houses were stunning. Yeah. Keep going. What I'm trying to say is that clothes are actually the antagonist of the movie because. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you think I'm wrong? But, no, uh, I don't. I'm, I'm, so, my eyes are elated. I'm waiting for this explanation. Uh, I'm super excited. So, I want okay, this to be one right. One of the first <laughs> moments. One of the first moments with. Um, with uh, Lily, like, looking at the clothes, uh, there's a very early on scene where she's, like, holding a dress to herself, and she's, like, running it along her. And she's, like, the modeling oh. scene. And then she has a nosebleed and falls over. Wait, and did, did that it, happen? Yeah. Oh, the, it was, she like, holds a dress long anime. enough that she, like, dies. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> what? Because I remember the anime nosebleed when <laughs> the dude was trying to when kiss her. When did he kiss her? Right. Yeah, when he that. kissed her, and, like, Hans then all of a sudden her. it was like, wait, is this a... Is this a like a shoujo anime? Is this like yeah. wait, wait 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 wait? Some like, noticed me. For those for those that don't sorry. know, I'm uh, really sorry in, about that. In, in a lot of like dating style anime, when someone has an impure thought, uh, they have an immediate nosebleed. That is just a trope in a No lot. way. Yes. yes. Yeah. Is that what that was supposed to be? I literally was like... I'm almost sure it wasn't what they were going for in this movie, but that's but the only thing what I... It but it felt like. What, but yeah, but let's talk about that, though. <laughs> this bitch was going through it. Like, yeah. she was having no... I was like, y'all need to check for... Uh, like, stop talking about the trans thing. She might have a tumor or something. Yeah. This girl is falling over because people say the word, like, girl. She's like... <laughs> she gone. And, and I just kicked this. I'm so sorry. And the answer that <laughs> like, we had, the answer that we had at the end of that is like oh how long did you have like when did these happen she's like about once a month or so yes! and then like she was giving what? herself a period through her nose this <laughs> I'm sorry was I the only one they said you have stomach cramps and you're bleeding through your nose every day I did oh, not kill the co-panelist I must have not been paying attention sorry she, the doctor literally said she's like asking you know, like he's like how, how long have you been having these stomach cramps so you're having stomach cramps and nosebleeds about once oh, a month wait and I'm like discount J.K. Simmons doctor yeah was it was yeah, okay, I think okay, so yes, yeah. yes 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 yeah. well uh, but that, that's possible through hormones Yes. Was she on hormones? No. Was there so ever hormones? The nosebleeds? Uh, so the thing yeah. about... Um, well, not nosebleeds, but like uh, um, you can like have a period. Oh, well, yeah. A uh, absolutely. Yeah, but okay. like through your nose? <laughs> no. That doesn't make sense. Like, no. I was um, like, why would there be stomach cramps and a nosebleed? And why would those two things be related to each other? Two I different just was, systems. I was very confused by that. Two entirely different systems. Um, yeah. And also, if you want to uh, go into like history history check for a sec, uh, it is widely debated that Lily Elba was actually um, an intersex person. Ooh. I, I had heard that. I had uh, read a little bit about that. Um, there's. It's hard, particularly from that period, to 
prove one way or another, but yeah, sure. like I, I, yeah. That there is there is definitely a very good case that Lily Elba may have been intersex as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and, which um, makes sense. Creating period nose periods doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, that no, just it does doesn't not. make sense. You either have a nosebleed or you have a period. That's the only binary or, I'm comfortable existing in. Like, or, or I just don't believe moments, in nose periods. No, listen, listen, there are moments where you could be on your period and somebody could punch you in the nose. In that which is okay, but she did not get punched <laughs> in the nose. There's a difference between being punched in the nose and a nose period. Like, if, if you, like, is a transphobic audience, if you walk away with anything from this today, from me, know that I do not believe in nose periods. I don't believe in it. I think it's a falsehood. I think it's a, Scientifically it's a conspiracy. not true. So I just, Ian, I, I am comfortable saying that I think that's bullshit. So Ian is calling bullshit on nose periods. Absolutely. Can I, can I see your PhD before you make this claim? Absolutely. Good. It's you here. I have seen it. It's in I the room. It. I'm, I'm looking at it. This is, is the beauty trans- of a podcast, folks. You're just going to have to believe this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have it you in my hands. You must believe yeah. that I have a PhD in anti-nose periods. <laughs> anti-nose periods, specifically. Hold on. Where is this degree from? Let's take a look. Ian, go ahead and read it. Where it's is this from, degree from? It's from the University of Danish Girl, and fuck off and leave me alone. That's a legitimate... Um, I oh, yeah. just looked this up on the internet. Uh-huh. Fabulous. And, I hear um, you typing. That means yeah. that you must be typing something, uh, actually. I'm typing <laughs> real words. Right. Uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. a real university. That's a Absolutely. real place. Absolutely. Yeah. Shit. It's amazing. Wow. All right. <laughs> I'm important, people. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Can we make sure not to cut that? <laughs> okay, I, I, I would be surprised if I did, if I did cut that. Uh, so, now that we know Ian is a PhD, uh, um, there were. So, what did you think of the fact that they kind of kept the, the concept of. Uh, I don't remember what the name was beforehand, so I'm going to say Eddie Redmayne and Lily as two different people. And again, I'm not talking about the actor Eddie Redmayne and Lily, because yes, they are two different yeah. people. Ina and Lily is two different people? Yes. Yeah, Ina. Okay. Ina? Ina? Ina Garner. Ina Garner. It's like the right? German word for A. Ina. Oh, okay. Ina. Oh, I think, to be fair, mm. I'm pretty sure that in the writing that yeah, that's a, Lily Elb had... Mm. That's how yeah, she that's, referred that's how to she it. Referred to it, yeah. Is okay. like two separate people, mm. and like I know was just like mm. a means to an end. And that doesn't seem too far from mm. the truth. I know I know several folks who do kind of think yeah. it is like that was, like, like um, that was the old that, me. That was the that was, or that was an old person that I an old friend who I had to you know no longer see, mm. and and that's part of like the coping mechanism of understanding yeah. um, transitioning. So just, that, that didn't read too inauthentically to me. Yeah. I mean, because it never necessarily read too inauthentic so much as just, I felt like they're, they didn't do anything to try and, like, differentiate it and make it seem like it was more of, like, a coping thing. Like, there was always the, like, what, what was the one that really kind of just, like, bothered me? Because there were, there were a couple that just sort of, like, um... Uh, it doesn't matter what I wear, it's what I dream. Oh, that was good. I like that. That's a great, That's a great line. line. I love that line. They're Lily's dreams. And it's just like, uh, uh, okay. That was weird, yeah. That was weird. And it was just like, but at the same time, like, I also understand but, the idea of, like, the, but they, because especially the idea of, uh, like, she's in the hospital and they're, like, schizophrenic. 
and so we oh. like there's there's too many it lined emotions. up with that a little yeah. it, it, and it also lined up with the conversation with how they had developed their relationship at that point mm. which is that they were like you know i mean they're referring to Lily, lily's never spent the night mm. right like you right. know and and then i mean and something that i appreciated though also was that when gerda comes home with with hans and sees lily she doesn't she doesn't try to explain it she doesn't go into like this mm. big fit of like you know because i mean a lot of people who in my life who it's like are adjusting to who i am and understanding how, the language to use around me like we'll do a lot of like you know i will see them trying to explain to their cis friends like here's why i'm using they mm. you know rather but than hans just using they. Uh, but, no, but hans didn't know hans did know well wait hans was the first wait. person that lily ever existed but to. hans didn't know that that was lily hans just kissed because Hans uh, was definitely yeah, surprised when he saw Lily. Yeah. In that gorgeous yellow dress. Oh my god. Um, sorry, I'm just right? obsessed. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, but I, I think that what I appreciated was that it was like that Gerda Gerda saw Lily and said, "This is Lily," hmm. and didn't and didn't try to and didn't try to say you know like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, to, I have to protect your sis feelings." And then wasn't like you know you should probably go now. And didn't like go off with him because I feel like that's the that's a trope that I've seen so many times is like you know oh I'm just gonna abandon my partner because they made me upset. It's like this is not what I was expecting necessarily, but this is what we have, and I'm going to respect that, and I'm not going to I'm not going to prioritize this other person over you, mm-hmm. which I feel like is something that I in my life have like been kind of trying to translate to my friends. It's like you doing that is you prioritizing someone else over me. And that's fine if that's how you actually prioritize them. But let's, if, if you're, you know, hey, mom, love you. You're an awesome, supportive person. And my mom is amazing, y'all, so don't come from a mama. But, um, you know, that that's a realistic conversation to have. And, to, and I feel like that was, a, that was something that I appreciated was seeing um, a cis person who's in a relationship with a trans person not feel any need or question the need to just say, this is who this person is. Yes, and, you know. And that felt... To me, at that point in the movie, it felt out of place for, like, how Gerda had changed. Mm -hmm. Like, that felt like early movie Gerda, where she was super supportive and in it. But at that point in the movie, I'm pretty sure she was just like, stop fucking doing this. Because that's where she got to at a certain point, Mm -hmm. was just like, I don't want to be around this anymore. But she moved in and out of that. It was so weird. Right. I I guess, and maybe it's just been, been like, my experiences with people in, in my life, and like I guess that, that that just read authentically as far as like you know there are some days where people use they them there and it's flaw- and it's flawless and there are some days where people like you know where you know my grandmother's coming over to my house and she's totally fine with everything I'm wearing and like it's not a factor but then going over to you know like her home where like a lot of like you know southern conservatives are living in Birmingham Alabama she's asking me you know like hey please don't wear heels or like and that and that so it's like that that made sense to me that there was like an oscillation between like you know I'm comfortable and this is where I'm at you know mm. and and even within their relationship that they had that that there was like Lily was recovering from all these awful doctors like that tra- like the trauma oh my mm. like that 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 those the series of scenes of her like running away even if she wasn't that fabulous coat and hat like mm. were very upsetting um but but like oscillating between like you know their relationship is at some points their relationship is is at a place where they're supportive of each other and they're painting together and they're living a very normal life and there are other moments where she's out in public and her partner isn't there Hmm. and she's sitting here like 
having probably not had, you know, intercourse in a long time because they mentioned maybe they haven't. And, you know, and realistically we all have sexual desires and for those not to be met by a partner can be difficult and it can, and she's seeing another and she's seeing Hans and this is an attractive man who wants her and someone who, it, who it's easy with. Right. Hmm. And she doesn't give in to that. Right. You know, at least until the kiss, like she's, she runs back to her partner and is just like, I just want a moment where this is easy again, you know? And that's, and that, I think that's really, it's challenging because there are so many things that you can say about that, but it read authentically as far as like, and once again, as far as this being a film that is made for cis people, yeah, that makes sense to me that this is like, we get that sometimes it's difficult, but you're going to also have to ante up and be there for your partner. And that's something yeah. that I haven't seen yet. Which honestly, I think if they had just, if, if Gerda was more, I, I just, because I don't know, like I'm trying to think of like how to, how to phrase it. Like, I think if Gerda was more consistent in some way as a character, it would have come across better. It's just like, mm. I, I just, I don't think that she was consistent enough. And if she had stayed with that consistency and then been in, in, cause you're, you're absolutely right. And yeah. the way, especially the way that you described that, like out of context from everything else in the play, like, yes, that's actually a, or the play, the, uh, the movie, the, that play I watched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, it just, it, it because it, it just felt so since this movie didn't really know what, real story it actually wanted to tell i feel like that was more of what it was so it didn't know what to do with gerda you know what this i actually made a comparison in my notes to this film and will and grace in my life at least because i was i was and i was also and i was because because Mm -hmm. um will and grace at the time that it came out was you know about you know queerness gayness um and whiteness and wealth, you know, all things like besides queerness, all things being something that I can't connect to. Um, yet it was all that I had. And so I wrote myself into the lives of these characters. The same thing happened when I watched like the looking movie, right? Like the series looking and they made the movie out of it. And I was having this moment of watching and really enjoying it. And I was like, why am I enjoying this so much about all these, like, you know, white people who pretend they have problems. And I realized it's because, well, this is what it's like to go to a club as a, black gender nonconforming femme trans person is that you know i'm watching all of my cis white gays live out their life on a screen in front of me and i'm on the outskirts in trying to find my own source of happiness so i'm also very willing to say that i've that i have internalized um whether it be an ability or a system of oppression or whatever it is that i've internalized but i've internalized the need to find myself and write or find things that I could possibly fit into and write myself into the characters regardless of whether they actually relate to me or not because I feel like you know I you know besides Tangerine I don't know like another film that I've seen that's been about someone who looked lived and loved like me and even in Tangerine there's you know differences as far as like the like you know I've never been a sex worker and what does and how do I translate myself into that life and you know so I think that I mean, I'm also, I'm claiming that not to like add a point, but to merely say, you know, I think that there's, uh, I think that we sometimes, you know, and myself, especially apparently, you know, write, we write ourselves into the characters that we have been given by cis people or by our oppressors and just, just as an attempt of survival. That was such a legit explanation. (laughs) I feel so informed. (laughs) Cool. So, um, to kind of switch gears, 
Um, I want to talk about because I I really I don't think that we could sum that up any better. No, that's great. Thank yeah. you. Ian. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So to switch gears though. Let's talk about another scene that just really stuck out in my mind. I talked to you a little bit about this before we started recording. Are we going to talk about the fight scene? or the? Oh, we will. We'll do it oh, there. Shit. But no, I, I was, was talking really more ready about um, <laughs> the scene where, apropos of seemingly nothing, Eddie Redmayne goes to the red light district oh. and rents yeah. out a booth and watches the stripper and then cries. And that was <laughs> such a weird scene. Like, okay, so... Some of it I liked a lot. Like, I really did like the, the physical nature mm-hmm. of it. I thought yeah, that that was really too. cool, especially, like, the, the nonverbal communication that they did. Yeah, yeah I thought film, that was really fascinating. Like, I feel like film is most effective when there's no talking and they're able to communicate something through just visuals. And it was beautiful watching the, the person just disrobe and just kind of, like, start touching herself. And then, like, you could see Eddie Redmayne kind of, like, ooh, in the corner, like, just, just cowering almost. So she stopped. She kind of just touched her face and then Eddie Redmayne did the same thing and suddenly they're playing the like improv mirror game and it was actually like that was actually a very sweet and tender moment and then Eddie Redmayne reaches down and essentially just like crumples up and begins to uh possibly cry just just like really just is devastated and I honestly watching it thought that it was because he felt so like the when I say he, I mean I just refer to this person as Eddie Redmayne. Uh, but the the character felt so overwhelmed by this femininity, very similar to the nosebleed and a lot of other things, that they came. <laughs> I really it like so it. did it not look get like that. it. It looked I so like it. I did not oh. get that. I really thought that's what it was. It was just like I totally saw oh. that. Oh man, you know, like he, yeah. Because the, the such so did not awkward get reaction. <laughs> Neither did, did my roommate. Get... My roommate, like I said that to her, and she was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah." And her and her explanation was, "No, it was because uh, this character was feeling themselves and understanding themselves, and then all of a sudden reached down, and there was a yeah. penis." And it was just like, "I think he can. I think. I think." Lily it was an it was an over it was an yeah. overacted moment that mm. could read yeah. I guess both ways. Yeah. I definitely I definitely translated it as um I the shock of remembering mm. I think that. that's what it was but, supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's really I mean, it's definitely not authentic to the experience. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like if you are having serious body dysmorphia, like you're not gonna part of the problem, it's like you're just like, it's it's gone, it's disappeared yeah. because I've you know played an improv game, you know like, that's yeah. just not how it works. Right. Yeah, I can. So yeah, that definitely. Re- I mean, yeah. De- mm. Sorry, I'm. I'm I don't Go mean for to... it. No, 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 no. As, okay, so as somebody who has already talked a bit about um, her dysphoria troubles on this very po- podcast, um, <laughs> I can also attest that uh, upon touching myself, uh, oh my goodness. Hold on, I have to adjust levels. Um, upon touching myself in any way, shape, or form, I don't do a dramatic, like, crumple and, like, yeah. cower thing. Personally, that hasn't been my experience. Um, um, <laughs> That's cool. I'm just, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just laying that one out there. Uh, that scene, though, like, I, I don't know, it's, it feeds into a lot of... Um, I, th- I think the problem that I have with it is like it just this movie feeds into so much fear in its undercurrent. Mm. Like um, this is a little bit of a shift, but it will come around. I promise. Um, I was talking before we recorded about um, 
this like imagery uh, analysis that I was looking at. And very briefly, there's some landscape shots at the beginning of the movie of like, oh, look at us, we're back in early 1900s, la-da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. you know, there's a river, there's a person, whatever. But one of those little kind of candid shots um, was somebody gutting a fish. Mm. And I feel like that is the summary of the movie because it's all these very pretty candid shots of this glorious period and this very prettily very well-framed thing and right in the middle of there you get a nice shot of a fish and a knife and and it's brutal and it's visceral and it's like yeah in a way kind of sickening mm. and it's just kind of resting in the very heart of this thing underneath how pretty it is and underneath how like well shot and well acted it is at least for me i get no that i we agree. All have mm. but like it's just this and i think it's what happened to me is like it made me feel like i was becoming like a rapidly pettier person <laughs> by watching this because <laughs> yeah. there's so much of the language <laughs> about like you know, well, your hips are narrow enough and you can wear this. Or like, right. oh, you know, your face looks yeah. good. There's yeah. this one moment where, like, it was played almost for laughs where it's like, you're going to have to shave a little closer next time. And as somebody who has a phenomenal trouble with shaving Say and that. her facial yeah. hair specifically, mm -hmm. that, like, was a freaking knife to my chest because mm -hmm. I, like, it's so glib when it happens and it yeah. and the way that passing and passing privilege is discussed in this movie is so important it is so important that this woman can be seen by society standards as a woman mm. and it felt and i i really don't want to borrow um the way that you talked so like wonderfully and eloquently before but as i was writing myself into this narrative as i was seeing myself in the protagonist as i was trying to like be along this journey it felt like the movie was going back at me and going well this character is pretty enough to be a woman how about Ooh. you Ooh. and and especially i can hear that yeah I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry snaps for that no, snaps I, for that. Yeah. that that hit a that hit a had a note but especially like, and we've talked about this before with uh, the Sons of the Lambs episode, and and I did an entire uh, mini episode about medical gatekeeping. But mm -hmm. this was absolutely the mentality: is if I, as a medical practitioner, can see you as a woman, you can be a woman. If I can't, then yeah. you can't. Ooh. And that's that's Ooh. absolutely been the mentality. Uh, so, I, I, but I don't think that this movie talked about that, and I realized that they they kind of do but they don't like they never really take a hard stand on much of anything uh, in, in my opinion real. like and i think that's, that's real i think that's the real problem i have with this movie is that they're showing us these things they're being very pretty and they're but they're not actually taking a real stand i don't even yeah. know no no <laughs> Uh, you know, that actually is a fantastic point as far as I, because I, and I hadn't thought of it in this way, of, you know, they, they do definitely problematize and set up these doctors who are suggesting, you know, these extreme measures of therapy, like, you know, like radiation, which was an awful scene. Awful. Um, can you, a ugh, awful scene. Um, you know, throwing someone, throwing someone in a mental institution. Um, you know, all, all these, all these like, very, in, like, drilling into the, her brain. What? Mm -hmm. um, awful, awful, awful. And yet, the doctor that they kind of, like, hail is like, you know, ah, oh, 
the saving the savior this white savior that they pre- present to us at the end is the doctor who says you know yeah i can do these surgeries for you but doesn't say i mean well actually is there a line there may be a line in there before i say this but there may be a line where it's like you know you have like is there ever a line where he says you know we can do this surgery but it's about what you feel on the inside i feel like there's not a line like that there may no. be one where he hints yeah. at it but that i feel like that is what sh- that was what made that doctor actually a supportive a transaffirming doctor like i don't think that a, a, a surgeon's ability to perform a surgery makes you an affirming surgeon mm-hmm. i think a surgeon's ability to say you don't need this surgery if you don't you don't need the surgery unless you unless you need this surgery but you don't need this surgery to be a woman. You can be a woman without this surgery, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually a trans- what a trans-affirming me- like medical practitioner looks like, is someone who can say, these are all options that you have, but they are not um, requirements for you to live your life mm-hmm. yeah. as, as, as you want to live it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it right? Yeah, I uh, agree 100%. And I think the doctor that we saw in the movie, the savior doctor, as you pointed out, um, like the only real qualification, the way that the doctor was talking about it seemed like I have this thing and you're important because if this goes well, that means a lot for me. That right. means that I can tell everybody yeah. that yeah. I did this thing. It so felt you're my, abusive like, to a certain You're my to puppet. You're my little manipulative like, thing that I it, it was objectifying in a way and it's yeah. horrible and actually going back to um, your point really quickly uh, about how this movie feels like it doesn't take stances on anything on anything one I agree 100% it feels like it's very like soft when you try to actually get to the meat of it um, and it's this sort of casual you know kind of almost again glibness of it that I think has more violence in it than any hard stands ever could. The idea that when people are actually trying to like have some sense of like what it means to be a trans person or try to gain some understanding of a trans life in this movie, when they're actually trying to find like an answer, it comes up with nothing. It comes up with soft little look at the dress, look at how pretty, and yeah. oh, she's working in a perfume shop, and oh, how delightful, and all the little women are all like, oh, how do you eat all these sweets and have, and still have or weigh so little, and she's like, oh, well, you eat nothing else, ha 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 ha, and it's all this sort of, like, flighty little pretty things, and it mm-hmm. mashes so horribly against reality mm-hmm. um, when you really try to hold it to that standard, and I don't know if that's something that you should do, but I apparently mm-hmm. certainly did. I think that's a very realistic trans experience, though, is, like, real life is shit and full of cis people who fucking are assholes (laughs) and, like, don't want to know anything about trans people and just want to hate trans people, Mm -hmm. and you trying to build your own happy space within that. You know, there was there was actually a moment with the doctor, and I'm remembering it now, and I didn't, I should have written it down, but it just kind of hit me and I let it go very quickly, but, um... It was the moment when uh, Lily is about to go on her thir- her second surgery, mm. and she says, "You know, I want a husband like you one day." And he, and he, he like cringes from her, or he's just like, mm, you know, and like gives her a quick like pat or like a quick like, and like runs away. And that was su- that's a that was so obnoxious because it's like, okay, obviously. She is not trying to trap you. She's not trying to, like, you know, like, hit on you. That was not what that moment was. She was saying, you are such an affirming spirit and a warm 
presence in my life that I hope that I can one day have that same presence. And the thing is, if she had been a cis woman, you would have received that in a completely different way. You would have laughed or you would have said, you know, like, you're so kind, you know, like, thank you for seeing me as I have seen you. That is a gift that you have given me. And I think that that's what's, and, and that, that's, that's present in queerness. That's present in, you know, like, in, in so many dynamics, it feels just like any sort of like deviant from the cis heteronormative uh, lens always provides it with, you know, that's a, that's a measure for disgust. Rather than just accepting that, you know, sometimes people can find you attractive and that not be a thing. Or sometimes people can can want this... That so, first, if someone comes to you and... If someone comes to you and says, for any cis people listening to this podcast, if there are any, you know, if someone comes to you and says... Your presence in my life is so warm and so inviting that I hope that one that I hope that one day I can experience that from an intimate partner. That is the highest form of praise. And why would you not accept that as that is? Yeah, why would you not celebrate someone saying, "I have so much like l- like love and kind feelings for what for how you have treated me"? Because if someone comes and says that to me, I'm going to say, "Wow, that's really." That's, that's, that is beautiful and a gift to me and incredibly sad that we live in a society that has not given you this until me. Yeah. Let's... I mean, I think that's pulling up the manipulative thing again. Yeah, it was so, and it was just so, like, you know, and, that, and that was the moment where I was like, okay, so you're literally just in this because you want to, like, you know, yeah. be the first. I'm here as gross. much as I have to be. That's gross. You know, I, because my, my roommate and I, when we saw that, I don't remember what he said, but we actually read that as he is flirting back with her, and we were horrified at first because it's like, don't flirt with your doctor, and then immediately he says whatever he says, and it was like, don't flirt with your patient! And oh, so... I, <laughs> I remember it more that way okay. or not the way maybe, yeah said. maybe maybe this is a a cum versus sad at penis thing, <laughs> but, i mean it very well might be and i mean we this are is allowed just... to live to exist in many different yeah. spaces of this interpretation on back to the penis yeah back oh, let's God. go okay, back to just the penis. just yeah. for my finishing note on 2016's that. dress all over again remember the dress that was either blue oh. or black okay. or white or gold oh, oh my god yes <laughs> fuck yes. that dress uh, okay <laughs> To be fair, maybe, you know, the direction with the scene was like, oh, I forgot I had a penis or whatever. Mm. But maybe Eddie Redmayne came <laughs> in the scene. I on we have reached, he's so up on his acting, he's we like, have oh, I'm really good at that. <laughs> I, we have reached a point of lunacy. We must depart. We okay, must I, end this microphone. I so many fuck times. this movie. So, um, as far as the time is concerned, yeah, we're uh, at about an hour thirty, um, and, and we could still keep going. Girl. Oh, we like we we have to touch so much. We, I feel like there's at least one more thing that we should talk about before. Can we, we talk ask. about the uh, attack yes. in the park? Yeah, yeah, because that's I think that's incredibly important to talk yeah. about. Because I also want us to mention the incredibly gorgeous combination of the high waisted cream silk pants matched with that fabulous. Thank you. Fabulous top that with paired with those boots was so important to me. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no worries. I, oh. I think I think we're probably going to hit the two hour mark and might have to split this into two episodes. But Amazing. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, fine with that. so as long as you're okay with continuing, for and also yeah, trying for an hour. We also have to try. We have to talk about yeah. how so to trying for a baby. There are yes. so many things to talk. Yeah. About. I think. Oh are we cool I with can talk as long as you want? Hitting me here. two more topics and cutting it there. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm getting a little stressed out talking about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's really fun. So, um, so we we brought up the this fight scene, uh, and correct if wrong, 
we do not have evidence that this type of fight scene ever actually happened, correct? It never happened. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. I don't see why. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to... Cre- like, I understand it's a real thing that trans people go through every day. Mm-hmm. But why? Why did we have to see that? We could have had that portrayed in so many other ways that would have been safer for a trans audience or an audience that knows trans people. Because when I watched that, that made me scared. That made me relive situations of assault that I've been through. And I know anyone who would know about those situations with me would have relived that and would have been scared for me. I think that that was another point of fear-mongering that was detrimental to trans people. This and and yet again, this film is just not for us. Yeah, and I think and I and I think this is an interesting point, right? Of this film has been garnered as like such an important moment for trans people, right? And that's the problem is that yet again, cis people don't realize that they're speaking for us and not allowing us to like just like they called the you know memoir "Man into Woman" a groundbreaking memoir. I'm like, for y'all. Not necessarily for us. I mean, it's the same. It's the same, you know, calling you know, Twelve Years a Slave and all these other slave movies, like these momentous moments for for you know people of color on television. I'm like, I've seen us as slaves before. This is not anything new. Yeah. You know, this is not. This is not. This is not revolutionary. And I think it's and it's the same thing here. And that's not to take away from your point. So I, do, I hope that it doesn't come off that way. But it's just no, it in doesn't. support of that, it's like this. The, it was another reminder of like, wow, this film is really not for us. And I, I mean, and I and I think that. In reality, I, I think the film, like you know, the films that are going to be made for us are probably not going to be centered in the periods in our like in in periods of history in which we have been you know incredibly oppressed. Like we're incredibly oppressed right now as well, but we live in a we live in a time where we can where like we have found each other and we can create a podcast about our lives. You know, yeah. And I think that's kind of the, I I mean I. Not not to erase history because history is so important. We must talk about it. But sometimes, uh, the history in the way that it's told is just not meant for us. It's, I mean, I think that you know, yes, it's it's fear mongering, but it's also like, you know, trying to shake straight. Like you know, as a, as a as a theater maker and someone who's created you know creates theater and looks at like you know how to shake up the audience. You know, this makes sense to me. It's like, well, we got to show something graphic to show that this is something they should care about, which is, you know, a device. I don't think it's a very successful device because it hurts other people, and that's not something I'm interested in doing. But I also have heard that device, you know. I know of yeah. that device. It, it, we see it all the time. Well, I, I think... totally agree with you. It was just so unnecessary. I see where you're coming with that, but I feel like that scene was, of course, harmful to trans people to watch. Mm-hmm. But it was harmful as well to anyone who knows trans people. Like, I can understand what you're saying with people who are just seeing it because they're, like, morbidly curious about, like, what is a trans person? Um, and how that wouldn't be painful for them and could theoretically make them understand what trans people go through. Um, but the people that are going to do anything, like, are people that know trans people. These people that are morbidly curious aren't going to do anything for the trans community. So it's not helpful to us. Oh, yeah. So, I I mean, I think the whole a movie not being made for us thing, 
I agree with you that it wasn't, but I think that that is still damaging. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, yeah, a, I don't mean to suggest that it's not for us and therefore we shouldn't comment on it, but I I think that when we I think when we comment on it, we I don't know. I don't I'm not I don't know what I'm saying. I I'm, yeah, I agree with you. Cool. It's, it's just it's, it's yeah. a it's yeah, I agree with you. If I had That's um it. if I had uh <clears throat> to interject for like half a second, I feel like I yeah. spent this entire time talking. Um uh, yeah, that right there. So this, it's right very here. likely that um, this fight didn't exist historically, right? Didn't happen, yeah. wasn't documented, et cetera, et cetera. So if this was a created device, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think uh, a good Mr. Neil Butte has something to do with this, because again, it is in a way <clears throat> that sort of shocking, provocateur level of like, let's watch this person who this entire movie has been about her struggle of identity in a very, like, tactile and a very kinesthetic way, in a very, like, um, you know, we have this entire movie that's based around uh, how, that's taught us, essentially, how we're supposed to see her journey. Like, we spend so much of this movie learning how to see her journey, learning how to see um, her uh, identity, etc. And then suddenly we have this sidebar into, like, let's rough her up some. Like, this sort of, like... Like torture porn. T- yeah, it's like yeah. this fetishistic sort of. It's too pretty. Fuck it up. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's horrifying to think about. Uh, but you know, this is something that one of the producers for this film is kind of known for. He's kind of known for exploiting um, outcasts of society or people like deemed minority status. However. Um, I'm supposed to say that, like, as just with this sort of kind of like gleeful fascination of like, let's see how this looks, like, let's see what happens, and um, and it just feels like such a random shift in tone, yeah. And then it's just never brought up again, yeah. So, uh, also, and I know Neil Abu didn't write this, but uh, Neil Abu hates true. structure, like, that oh, is, one of, like, and if you structure. read his stuff, you'll see that. But he despises structure. Like, he actively works against doing it, and particularly, it felt like that in this movie, that the movie's structure really didn't make any sense. Um, But again, like, he didn't actually write this movie. But still, you can see it. Um, I want to go one more place before we ask the big question, the title of the podcast. Yeah. Um, Because we haven't talked about this. Eddie Redmayne was nominated for an Oscar. Like, for this! This could be Lip Quiver the movie! (laughs) And yet, like, Eddie Redmayne got nominated for this. Can I just get, like, any reaction? So, okay. (laughs) What was the movie called that we watched earlier? Um, Glenn or Glenda? Glenn or Glenda. It would be, like, someone in that movie being nominated for an Oscar. Like, (laughs) it's like a shock nomination. Yeah. I mean, and this isn't the first time that Eddie Redmayne received this sort of attention. Mm. I, I'm... Speaking partially out of ignorance, so, you know, please, if somebody wants to shut me up, that's fine. But from what I've been told, and from what I've understood of uh, Theory of Everything, where he played Stephen Hawking, uh, that movie was equally glib about uh, an important historical figure, in this case, one that is currently alive. Um, And he got a nomination on a movie that basically asked the big, probing, damaging question, what would it be like if you couldn't have sex anymore. Oh. Because it focused so much on, like, uh, Hawking's romantic life Hmm. and how that changed because of his illness. Hmm. And, like, 
in this movie, it feels like uh, Lily Elba kind of received a similar treatment of like, what happens to your romantic life when your body changes or like mm. when your mind's perception mm. of your body changes. And for him to be lauded in this role as an actor, and like, I don't actively disparage the guy, like, mm. you train Shakespearean actor, blah, 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 I get it. Um, uh, but like, it feels like because he didn't win the nominee, the the Oscar no. for this, right? No, I think so Leo beat him. <laughs> it oh. yeah. feels like oh, that's right. This was one of those moments where um, it's like the I want to call it like the cisgender handout, mm. the like oh trans people exist. We're gonna give because I actually saw the Oscars mm. the the season that this one was nominated, um, uh, and it was Christ. pretty much like hey. Do you remember when trans people were a thing? Here's a brief moment when we remind you that trans people are a thing. Goodbye now. Um, like, it didn't feel like the movie was taken very seriously by the Oscar community at all. And the nomination felt more like just a nod to, like, I guess, you know. Any Anytime an actor in Hollywood does, like, a super transformative work, not to make a pun there by accident. <laughs> but um, but uh, anytime that happens, they get a nomination. I mean, yeah. and it's all it's all political, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, I I actually I actually do like Eddie Redmayne's acting. I hate to say I it. Okay. I'm sorry. I That's I fine. do love I think it. He gets the job done. I mean, I don't, think, I, I don't think he's horrible. It's just in this, I don't yeah. see why. But yeah, like, I just wish it could have been I'm, someone that could have portrayed it better. Yeah, I, I think I'm just a huge fan of. Um, I think I'm just a huge fan of like you know like. Like his lots of tears penis. and like lots of like like barely controlled emotions. I'm like, oh, that's my stuff. I love that. <laughs> I mean, um, and I'm a dramatic queen. I love that about myself. Yeah. So I have no issues about saying that. But um, yeah. I mean, I think that him, d- definitely him getting the not. Oh God, the Oscars. I just don't have any. I don't yeah. have anything for them anymore. Um, wh- going along place. with that, though, I do have I do have a question about how do we, at what point do we start holding um. When we ask the big question, mm. are we asking it to the creators or Eddie Redmayne or because I mean because I mm. saw I saw a link and did not follow it between um, Eddie Redmayne and Caitlyn Jenner having a conversation mm. and I chose to love you myself. You don't need to. Yeah, you don't need much to put more than in that, that yeah. film would have. Well, then that like footage would have allowed me to. Um, but I just yeah I wonder like what like. Where, where, where are we like you know? Are we talking? Are we talking about the writers, the producers, the creators of the film? That like you know Eddie himself or um, oh her name because she's wonderful, Gerda, Gerda's character, Gerda's mm. actress. Uh, yeah, but I, I just mm. don't, I don't quite know, I don't quite know where I stand. Mm. Period. <laughs> okay. Nose well, period. <laughs> nose period. Nose period. Yeah. Anti nose period. I have a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> so, I it, that because obviously the final question that I'm asking other well no because it's not completely the final question but it's basically the start of the final question is it transphobic? I think that's part of the answer, which is why it's not easy to say yes or no, even though we totally do a lot of times. Is that sometimes there are pieces that are just so everything about this is transphobic or like we were talking about with mixed nuts almost uh live uh whatever the hell his name is uh leave schreiber it's almost like 
you could tell Leif Schreiber was really trying, but Leif Schreiber is always going to be cis, and it's not his fault that he necessarily got into this role, but when he got in, he, he was working his butt off to try and make them a human. But the fact that Leif is there is still transphobic. So there's... It depends. Uh, with a movie like this, I don't often start with my answer, but I'll go ahead and start this time around. Alrighty. I am going to say I don't think it's entirely transphobic if i had to put it on a scale i would say a five a lot twist a five because well if if nothing else it's for the attempts at polit like from a political level trying to get more trans people in and really like work like working at it and there are a lot of moments that out of context are very good moments and are very but the piece as a whole no, I do think that the piece as a whole was put together in a way that is not for us, but also not necessarily helping us. So, it's it's right in the center. It's half I, I half. think it's, yeah, it's half and half. It's there are moments that are so transphobic that they're fucked up, and there are some moments where it's like, no, this is actually there are pieces of this that are important, but not for the reason you might think. Can we get a recording of you explaining? If ten is more transphobic, <laughs> or one is more transphobic, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I tend to say, is it transphobic? Uh, a like because the answer is, is it this? Ten would be yes, one hundred percent. It is transphobic. Like cool. this is the most like. If you want to go even further than that, yes. Uh, one would be not transphobic at all. This is like perfect for trans people, and every trans person should see right. it. And if you're not, you're not trans. Mm. <laughs> But, and and Whoa. and just to pro- just, the, to, just to add, yeah, just to add more ever. shit to the storm, uh, mm-hmm. does not being transphobic mean that it is for trans people? Mm. Not necessarily. As it much should, as it should be accessible <laughs> it's, yeah. to trans people. Yeah, it should not be damaging for a trans person right. to watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good too. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, who wants to try now? Who who else has an answer for is it trans? I mean, I can. All right, I can, Kaya, go for yeah, it. Kaya, Kaya. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> uh, breaking the uh, break, breaking the curse. I was usually always the first one. Yeah. Whenever. Oh, it's I'm, me I'm now. These. I'm second. It's always because you were just sitting right next to me. So I'm like, hey, V, you're next. It's because it's because I like you and value your company. I Yay. also, I also, I also want to throw out that you don't necessarily have to put it on a one to ten scale. One to ten is just like a good way for me to do it. You can. Use a noise if you want. If you've got a noise that really sums up exactly how. I wish I had one of those little whistle things. (laughs) You pull it out. Slide whistle, yeah. Yeah, I would, but I don't have it. I'll see if I can find Um, like a a stock sound of it for you. Whenever, or those tubes that you turn over and they go like. Um, All right, that sounded really good through here. Um, (laughs) Fuck it up. I like it. So excited. I mean, I think. Absolutely, yes. Okay. I think had the movie not been about a real person, I might not be saying that, Mm. but it was. It was a movie about Mm. a real trans person, and they bastardized her life. Like, Mm. she was a human being, and they took her, and they turned her into a fetishized character, and I think that's disgusting. Mm. And that's... That's cis people. So yes. Uh, eight and a half, ten ish, that area, yes, it's definitely transphobic. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Alright, Ian and V, you're... Who wants to go first? I mean, I can go if you if you need me to. Yeah, you go. Okay, okay so uh, the problem that I'm facing in this question is that it's I feel like I have to maintain a level of objectivism in this, and it's hard for me to be objective about this film because it very clearly hurt me. Mm. There was something about this that like actually like dealt some kind of damage to me. Mm. Um, so it's very hard for me to, like, pull myself back from it and go, objectively, like, where does this movie land? It is probably not nearly as transphobic as some of the things that I've seen while doing this podcast, some of the things I've engaged with in life, etc., etc., but I'm gonna kind of politely withdraw from answering whether or not it's, uh, transphobic because I don't think I can be objective about it. If that makes sense. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, respect. Okay. Come on, claim in space <laughs> autonomy. <laughs> I love that. Uh, God. I really don't know. I honestly don't. Um, I'm usually very good about saying what I feel. I cannot. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I mean, what what you said, Kaya, I think really, really does resonate with me as far as, like, this is about a real human being, and this was not an accurate representation of their life, and so that feels very transphobic. Um, there's, and, and yet also speaking to the experience you had, V, of, like, your experience with it, yet this, yet this film for me, when I, at the time that I saw it, right. was very healing, and very, un, and opened many doors for me. And, and so it would be very, it's very, I, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you almost, so that it's kind of difficult for me to be objective about yeah. it because the relationship that I developed with it was very, um, very personal. Um, I might, uh, you know, I think I will, I think I will take a feather out of your cap and, uh, politely decline to answer because I think that there's too much ambiguity for me to give it, um, for me to give it a yes or no, and and that and I think that I think that walking into this podcast, I feel like I would have given it. Um, I think I would have given a full answer, but like you beautiful people have expanded my mind as I knew you would, and I see it with a much clearer lens now. So I'm just and I have to um, I have to say uh, it it is a film. And that is what it is. <laughs> that, that absolutely it, it is. It is a film. So I'm, I'm worried that I, I set a dangerous precedence. Yeah. No, 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 no. There won't be a dangerous precedence, I'm sure. So I, uh, I normally ask whether you would uh, enjoy it or whether you enjoyed it or whether you um, would recommend it to people to follow up. But I think I'm going to change it a little bit and ask yeah. you since we've got like, you know, since we've got a lot of varying answers. Do you think... At any point in time, were you pulled out of the stunning, very beautiful visuals because of the movie? Can you give a heavier description on that? Yeah. So, is there any point in time where you, like... Because the entire movie is just so visually stunning. Like, right. There's, there's absolutely no denying that. But... Nah, nah. I'm gonna change... I'm gonna go back to the other question. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to go back to this question, the question that I normally ask, did you enjoy it? And uh, I think I know the answer to um, 
mine. <laughs> I, I think I know the answer to a, a most of ours. Um, I think we can safely say yes to that. Yeah. <laughs> if you need me to go first, I can I can go first. That's okay. Go for it. I, I would like enjoy to hear it. that. No? I feel like this yeah. comes as the biggest surprise to everybody here. I did I'm not shocked. enjoy it. <laughs> I'm I can hear I can hear yeah, the can gasps you? from the audience. I'm crying here. right now. <laughs> I can see you, you crying. I could not actually be over crying. with a feather. I am just <laughs> bewildered by this information. I'm sorry to drop a bomb like this on everyone, but we'll we'll be we'll be all right. Okay, we'll be all right. Kaya, parts of it I liked. I really, as just a, a movie, lot, a twist. <laughs> Uh, parts of the movie I legitimately liked Hmm. and I think that all of those parts were at the beginning of the movie and then when we saw the scene of Eddie Redmayne getting painted holding the dress I was just nope not anymore Hmm. and then no I didn't like the movie after that okay great okay it's me um yes Yes, I did enjoy this movie. I think that it um visually it's beautiful. I really enjoy the acting. Um I I I allowed the film as I viewed it to be much more about relationships than transness, which is not the intention of which will present entirely the intention of the film, but um I I am I have internalized enough to be able to write myself in to these characters in this narrative um successfully. And uh, that is my own journey that I must go on. But yeah, I did enjoy it. Cool. I, uh, as I stated at the top of the podcast, was bored! <laughs> this was a boring movie! <laughs> I Okay, I can deal with art house movies. I like art. Art is good. I'm not saying that art is shit. I just, this was boring! It didn't know what it wanted to do! And so I was bored! <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, I feel like you were holding back on us. Could you tell us a little bit more of how you felt? Were you I just, bored? I, just, or... I, I, I can't really so tell. So you, you liked the movie? So you seem like you were entertained by it. That's what yeah. I Yeah. If you would watch it again, is what I'm getting. It's movie of the year for you. Got it. Right. Of 2016. Eddie Redmayne deserved that Oscar. Was it uh, Oscar? Well, that's you exactly were, what I yeah. said. That's you what, are, yeah. you are just, I heard it. No, it's true. You are going to go over to Leo's house and just take that Oscar from him. <laughs> I, I would not break into Leo after what? After seeing bits and pieces of The Revenant? I would not do anything to that man. That no. man can keep whatever he's really, got. I don't, I don't he's really like 300 anyone. years old. I don't want to touch you can anybody go break his legs eaten with your bear finger. meat raw. I just don't want to touch anybody who's eaten raw bear meat. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I'd like, eat raw bear meat. I would totally do that. <laughs> you would, but you haven't so, yet. So but I will. <laughs> I, I do feel Give like... Give me a month. If they had just focused on the last quarter of the movie, or at least like the the characterization they got there, the, that was great. I loved that, and I have a quote that I really want to share because I I really loved this quote. It was, "You sketch me better than I am, and I become better." Mm, I loved like, that. That, that was that was a solid one. Yeah, for, I loved that line. It, it just felt like very much like we were talking about with mixed nuts with this fruitcake of shit. Yeah. It's like this like. <laughs> It, it just like the episode's <laughs> coming out, people. Just it's just wait. For uh, it, it's so I'm very similar. Excited. And inside this 
She's Danish of shit. <laughs> she's Danish of shit. Fantastic. There's Keep going. I'm, this I'm glad little, that like, we've reached this point in our lives. And pieces of really good writing. Really what good happened? cheese. Like, yes. Yeah. The cheese was great. The Danish was shit. Okay. Okay. All right. I think that we've reached I that think point. Is, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 there it is. Down. Um, <laughs> so, uh, will, if you want people to reach you, no, if you want people to sure. find you on social media, how do they find you? Uh, you can find me at the free actor v i s t one word all. Um, my website, I actually just worked on it last night, and it's very close. Ooh. Um, but uh, follow me on Instagram so that when uh, I do have my website up and running, uh, you can go to my bio or the little picture that says I have a website out, and it's a real living thing. Very cool. Thank you, Ian. Uh, who else? Uh, v, do you want people to find you? If you do, how oh, can they? <laughs> okay, you can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet because I love the internet um you can uh read the webcomic that i write and my friend riley uh draws life cycle on tapastic.com slash series slash life cycle that's all one word at the end you can uh if you do if you so desire um follow me on tumblr uh my tumblr uh address is valadren that's v-a-l-a-d-r-e-n uh, you can watch my Let's Play channel, Catcoon Games, which will be coming back shortly uh, to regular videos um, uh, over at Catcoon Games at YouTube. Um, and you can listen to my music that I create. <sighs> I need to. I need to truncate this somehow, uh, over at Bandcamp, uh, at vivialadren, that's V-I-V-I-A-L-A-D-R-E-N.com, so, um, that's at Bandcamp, so there's a Bandcamp in front of that, I'm not gonna retake that. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, V, I, I assume that your live streams on your video game, uh, Let's Play channel are a lot better than the, or at least a lot more professional than the uh, ones well, that I've, we just did. I've done two <laughs> streams before ever, and they are, um, both up on YouTube, and they're both music streams where I'm horrendously awkward. So actually, no. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, no, all that earlier was better. <laughs> Alright, getting one up on other people. Although right, when I start Ka my Twitch channel, then you're in trouble. Okay. Uh, Kaya, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr under Baptize Income. It's all one word, and it's like money, I-N-C-O-M-E. Um, you'll find links there to my YouTube channel and my Twitch streaming channel while I'll be playing Overwatch, uh, Skyrim, and probably a lot of other RPGs. And you just end I'm dying to get the, the re-release of Skyrim. Alright, anyway. <laughs> I heard it's buggy. Yeah. yeah like a course. pile of bugs and garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. Just download them. <laughs> so, anyway. You've journeyed out of my it's comfort It's transphobic. So. <laughs> uh, so, yes, and you can find me at uh, AshleyLaurenRogers.com. Uh, actually, I'm just switching over to AshleyRogersPlays.com. Uh, and also, you can find me on Twitter at Lucretia Deer 4, L U C R E T I A D E A R 4. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, this is going to be fun to edit. Oh, goodness. <laughs> is It Transphobic was produced and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. This episode was edited by Vivian Aladrin. 
The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io.